uh, although she's not a U.S. CSA player, um, you're having Jana Shahia playing her first pro tournament since graduating from college this past weekend at the, I believe she went to the American School in um, Cairo. Do you want to know how I know that, Connor? You research everything. No, I follow her on Twitter. I randomly yeah. followed her on Twitter, I think because she followed me, so I gave her a follow back. You got to follow Jana Shahia on Twitter. She is... She's, she's very prolific on Twitter. She tweets a lot and tweets a lot of dark stuff, like dark thoughts, and every once in a while a happy thought. Her, her thoughts were happy this week because she graduated college, but otherwise a lot of, uh, lot of deep stuff. Um, I, I wrote one down, one that resonated with me and, and uh, maybe resonates with a lot of folks out there. Uh, Jana Shahia tweeted just recently, you can be the whole package, but you may be at the wrong address. Wow. How about that? How about that for depth? So she's coming Bill. to D.C., Connor, so you might want to talk to her. That's all I'm saying. I might want to talk to Yeah, I can relate. About to leave. Already packing. Come with me. I'm not really asking. We'll get away to a place where we don't know. What about this? This call is being recorded. Fans, we are back for another edition of the Roundup, catching up with the weekly headlines, results from the professional tour and college squash. Bill, we are in the season we missed last week, and some people were, they didn't know what to do with themselves. Exactly. I got a few emails saying, are you okay? I basically threw you under the bus and said it was all your fault that I was ready to record when when in reality I was coming off... um, a just a a weekend that no one my age should ever experience uh ever experience at my age um uh we had we have a we had a quasi uh college reunion um so we try to get together with my college friends like once a year once or twice a year like deadheads no god no um just yeah (laughs) i'm not sure they could be we could be described as any one thing it's it's a very um very unique group of people who were all tossed together back in the uh, mid eighties and have uh, remained friends uh, throughout the years and uh, no longer get to see each other all that often, but uh, usually at, at our, our parents' funerals is <laughs> typically, typically when yeah. we see each other and we always say, Oh, we should get together when there's not a funeral. And uh, we actually do it. So this was uh, last weekend. Um, my wife was away for the weekend. So I had friends come in, and it started on Friday night with me cooking dinner for a few friends at my house um, and drinking a lot of bourbon and drinking a lot of beer, um, high 10.5 ABV beer that one of them brought Yikes! on on top of bourbon. And so I threw them out of the house at like 11 o'clock at night, and they were staying at hotels. uh, And uh, so I sent them home with an Uber. When did you guys Uh, start drinking? Uh, Friday, probably like three thirty. Oh man, yeah. I'm, I don't work Fridays anymore now that I'm now that I've turned sixty. I uh, I have uh, as I told you, I dipped my toe into early retirement, so um, I'm off on Friday. So they came in. Yeah, we started drinking, uh, drinking, and it, then the next day, uh, our the actual get together was scheduled to start at one o'clock in the afternoon at a pub, um, maybe like fifteen minutes from here. So that started at one and went on till I got home that night at like nine, stayed in the same bar from basically one o'clock till nine o'clock at night with 26, 27, 28 folks um, drinking $2 Schaefer beers and, uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, and eating ridiculous amounts of bad food. Um, and then Sunday obviously was the Super Bowl. And so uh, my neighbor down the street had a big shindig. And so basically from Friday, on 
through Sunday night, the end of the Super Bowl, was just um, putting Mayhem. my body body through torture that I did not recover from till last Thursday, probably. So I, I probably could have done a show Monday morning. I'm sure it would make a lot less sense. It would have made a lot less sense than it normally does, which is it's just <laughs> the bar. The, I don't know if that means the bar is higher or the bar is low. I'm not quite sure what that saying, uh, where that saying goes, so. Well, yeah, there was. Well, I almost wish we had recorded when I called you that Sunday. I was like, "Look, I've got about an hour window. Let's do it now." And mm-hmm. uh, that would have been probably pretty funny. Might have been your best episode. That no might one... have been. Our... <laughs> again, again, is the bar bar high or the bar low? I'm not quite not quite sure. You know what? At least there is a bar. Let's there get, is let's... a bar. Yes, and yeah. unfortunately, I was at that bar for you were like at that eighteen bar. hours. <laughs> yeah, I I'm I'm impressed, Bill. I have no ability to go. If if I'm drinking, I don't drink that much anymore these days. But um, you know, it's picking like it's either night or day. I can't transition from day game to night game. It's like oh, it was the first time I d- I did it in. I can't remember the last one. And believe me, when I woke up on Saturday morning and I was like, oh my god, I have to go to a bar for one o'clock today, and like just choke. And, it, and it's not like we're going to someplace fancy. We're going to like a divey bar, and I was drinking. Sh- think of like after a night of hard drinking, the next day at one o'clock you're drinking Schaefer cans. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. For, for quickly before we actually get to why we're here for, on the squash why are, stuff, why, but, why are we here? But um, General Ad, Admiral Admiral, who who was the Admiral who said, "Why are we here? Why am I here?" Oh, right. Um, what, which what was? He was a presidential vice presidential candidate for oh. someone for Ross Perot. He was Ross Perot's vice presidential candidate, Admiral Stockdale. Okay. Why am I here? That's funny. Shout out Admiral Stockdale. Good reference. So, <laughs> for all the eighty-year-olds listening, yeah, I was going to say with that, no one got. <laughs> I should say thanks for the history lesson. Okay, so um, would would your friends say that you've matured more? Oh, a hundred percent. I am more mature than any any of. I used to be the least. Mature I was going to all of them. Hundred so percent. I've okay. turned the corner. They are so immature. Holy crap! I mean, wow. I had to leave. They were still going at it when I left. And yeah, they are so immature. And like the most immature group of 60 year olds you ever want to meet. So, that, and that's a lot coming from you. So, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So it was fun. And then uh, uh, played, played golf, played golf this weekend, actually. And in, in Connecticut, um, February, today's the 19th. So it was February 18th. Teed off yesterday morning, 27 degrees at tee off time. Wow. Yeah. Uh, sunny no wind um uh go up to the tee and there's two guys there also and they were teeing off ahead of us and i was like i don't feel like having a twosome in front of us i'm going to ask them if we could play because there was a foursome in front of them and i figured that's just going to be loads of waiting believe it or not and um at 27 degrees on a on a uh on a saturday morning so they said yes two 25 year old looking kids asked them if they'd played before they said they've been coming driving up from westchester because there's only one course in Westchester that's open, and they're charging ninety dollars to walk during the winter there. Wow! And so the, these uh, kids, so we of course said, "Hey, do you want to play a match?" Me and my buddy who were there, and he said, "They said they said sure." I said, "What's your handicaps?" They said, "We're each twenty fives." So I was like, "Oof, okay. Um, well, at least they have handicaps, and um, that means they do play some golf." And uh, so we said, "You know, we do our normal NASA. I think we do we do in you know, uh, two and one. You know, two dollar NASA, one dollar junk." And these kids literally and figuratively <laughs> smoked us. Smoked us. I mean, they played like, like I mean, they were number one. They weren't twenty five handicaps. Um, 
<laughs> they they were hit the ball, the crap out of the ball. But Connor, the, the the crazy part about it was they started smoking weed on the first hole and did not stop until we walked off the 18th hole. Wow. They smoke they smoke weed every hole, every hole. I mean, they, first they hit it on us like they were hiding on us because we're old guys and they were young kids and they thought we'd get like upset about it. But I mean. Yeah, meanwhile, you're at, you're like asking, why aren't you sharing? Like no, that's... God, no. I could barely play golf straight, never mind that. But they smoke, they smoke more weed in 18 holes than I have probably smoked in my last 20 years of my life. And they still killed us. Wow. <laughs> they, I mean, they killed us. So what do you think their actual handicap was? I'd probably say they were they – because were, I, play as a, I, I play as a 15, and my partner was a 7, and – if we played straight up, we would have, we would have beat them pretty handily. Um, but they were get, they were playing off of him, so they were getting. Um, I'm sorry, my partner's a six, so they were getting 19 shots. Um, so they're getting a shot a hole plus uh, one on the uh, two two shots on the uh, number one handicap hole. So I would say they were probably somewhere like 18s or so. I mean, one of the kids hit the ball like I mean, he pounded the ball off the tee. Every once in a while, he hit a wayward shot, but he hit some of the un- most unbelievable golf shots, and he was using blades. Wow. Like blades, like twenty five handicap uses blades. I know this is a little deep for golf talk, but I mean, <laughs> holy crap! But, we should yeah. just relabel the episode and start <laughs> exactly, again. exactly. But nothing better than winter golf. You play in like three hours. It was great. We played in like three hours and fifteen minutes. It it topped off at like forty degrees. The sun was out. The wind wasn't blowing, and uh, got to play golf in February huh? without getting in an airplane and flying somewhere. So there you go. Well, I I can't wait to semi retire myself. So um, <laughs> how was your weekend, Connor? I know you guess. worked. You, you're running a. You're running a. Uh, we're going to talk about this. So let's let's jump into it just now before we get into the college stuff. Um, you're running. You helped run a um, a two k event that was a pre qualifier for the squash on fire bronze event that's coming up this week. How did I do? That uh, I think better than I did. So it um, yeah, it was, it was it was it was actually pretty cool. I like these events where they tie into you know one thing ties into the other. So it was the wild card event uh, into the squash on fire open. Um, and yeah, 2K, it just got a great draw. I mean, 16 men, uh, 12 women, um, uh, a handful of U.S. players, you know, which is really, if you think back to 10 years ago, how do we get more um, uh, PSA players or U.S. players to play on the PSA tour? And now it's happening. You know, I think it's providing opportunities like this. And you could tell the players just really enjoyed not playing junior squash is what I can say. Like this was kind of fun, serious, but fun and a good atmosphere. Um, so 2K for both men and women. So two separate, two two events. Each one was 2K? Each one was 1K. Each one was 1K. So yeah. just out of curiosity, what is the what is the winner of a 1K event get? Um, 20% of the prize money? Yeah. Yeah, it's all pretty. So 200, so 200 bucks. About that, yeah. And how big's but, the draw? 16? Uh, 16. 16 yeah. on each side, yeah. But what, what helped really... Uh, get the high, higher caliber people was that you could earn a wild card into the 50k uh, prize money event. So that's huge, which doesn't count towards their uh, wild card allotment for the year. So they could still get a wild card somewhere else because this is an earned path, not an awarded path. So is the bronze tournament that's coming up? It's a 24 draw now. Yeah, yeah. And so within the 24 draw, they have they have two wild cards. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Because I saw, I saw that our boy Timmy Lasus is a wild card on the men's side. All right, we're we're skipping around here, but yeah. I know. So, well, let's ju- let's talk about this quickly. Um, okay. Because uh, for the the, the PSA huh. event, how much uh, did Timmy pay for that wild card? So he earned his way. He he earned his way, and he played uh, another local, uh, the former U Club pro um, Ahmed from Jordan. Uh, 
and they played each other. And uh, Tim Lucisa won in five, I believe. And, so he played uh, one match, like a like a like a challenge match. Hey, whoever wins gets the wild card. You got it. Yeah. Huh. And and um, you know it was funny because I saw him after his match, and he was just was so he- just like so excited, so smiley, and he knew that that will because where it gets slotted in, he'd play James Wilschop. And he, and literally, he's like, this is a dream come true. Like He was his mm-hmm. favorite player. part of the reason why he loved watching pro squash and you know, used to watch him at TOC all the time, and that's who he's playing. So, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's really a good story, too, because Tim's had such a hard scrabble life growing up. So to see somebody who's gone through all the travails that he has growing up, it's, it's great to see that he's able to achieve his dream. This really warms my heart. Tim, congratulations. It's like, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like one of those after school specials, right? Clawing his way, clawing his way through life. <laughs> Just kidding, Tim. We love you. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, come on. <laughs> so, so we, 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 we got to give a little bit of the rundown of what we're actually going to talk about. So, okay. okay. So let's start. Right. Let's start with, let's start. Want to just start with the topics that we're going to talk about? You want to yeah, talk about my, you want to talk about my golf a little bit more? A little bit more. No, just give the overview. So just, we're gonna, just know, just know when I outdrove, when I outdrove that 25 year old, the one time I outdrove him, I did not throw a tampon at him. I mean, I don't even know what to say about that. You have no idea what that means, do you? You are definitely no. not following pop culture these days. They're following no. the, the world of news. Okay. Uh, hopefully, half of our listeners will understand that reference. Yeah. No. Okay. I. The fact. Um, I'm pretty heads down in work these days, so. Okay. I'm missing. Right. I'm missing right. a lot. I didn't even I see. Watch, I watched. I watched. I watched a lot of PGA golf this weekend. So there you I go. Guess so. It, <laughs> I barely knew the Super Bowl was happening last weekend. So. Um, all right, we're going to give a quick overview. So first we'll talk about college squash. The action is going on. It is the culmination of the season. Mm-hmm. We have one of the national championships for the women which is going on this weekend and the club championships. I know you don't want to talk about this too much, Bill, but we'll give a quick shout-out. Um, then get on to the PSA action. There's so many events we to to go through but we'll just give a high level on each one so sure sure so i, I don't I, I like talking about the college squash association the uh the, the women's ter- the women's event um this past weekend i knew it was going to be tight and it was all the way through and it turned out to be very tight at the end and in, uh, today the uh, number one and number two teams in the country faced off for the championship and harvard for the eighth straight time eight straight titles which is just incredible and i think i think it's i think it's 10 out of 11 because I think Trinity won in like 2014, um, but yeah, eight straight titles. Uh, Harvard beat Trinity five to four uh, today. And you know, I think this also reminds me of almost the curse of going undefeated during the season. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, Trinity coming in uh, number one. We always say you learn more from your losses than your wins, and Harvard was prepared and just uh, knew what they were it, getting it, into. And it looked like I mean, I obviously say I wasn't there, so I'm just following the scoreboards, kind of checking in. And there were some. I think there were. Four if I'm not mistaken, four or five gamers uh, as part of this. The the one that stood out was the uh, on, at the seven slot. Um, I'm, I'm going to butcher her name. I'm going to butcher both their names probably, but let's say Jana. At least you're I, not a professional MC or anything. <laughs> exactly. I play one on Squash TV. Uh, Jana Ashmawi and Amaris Singh. So Amaris Singh um, from Harvard uh, at the number seven spot. Listen to the scoreline in this game, uh, this match. Uh, 3-2 to, to Amara. Uh, obviously a huge win. Uh, 11-13, 13-11, 11-13, 11-8, 10-12. <laughs> I 
<laughs> I mean, does it get any tighter than that? Can you imagine? Yeah. I just I just get pictured like the the people watching like just on the edge of their seats and the parents. If that was, I mean, they, I believe they're two international players because I don't recognize either one of them from the junior ranks. Can you imagine that like two two American junior parents like on the opposite sides watching that match against each other? Yeah, <laughs> well, crazy. What would what would be happening? And in the end, I believe it came down to uh, and I was trying to follow it um, on the scoreboard. Um, because the streaming for some reason wasn't working for me, um, it was probably just my internet was was poor this afternoon. It looked like it came down to Marina Stefanoni beating uh, Jana Safri uh, in the last uh, at the number one slot, and she beat her. Um, they played five games when they when uh, Trinity managed to upset them earlier this season, um, and Stefanoni beat her in five. And this time it looks like she beat her pretty handily, twenty eight minutes to clinch it, eleven six, eleven seven, eleven nine. I mean that's it's great to you know getting those streaks. Uh... It is exciting for the sport, and let's see where it goes. Uh, also, want to uh, another tight one in the in the three four, uh, Princeton University beating University of Virginia five to four. So. Yeah, UVA UVA had a good tournament. They ups, they upset Drexel uh, in the in the first round. Like, mm-hmm. it, what is it? It's a um, a draw of eight in, in the in the um in in the in the uh, the top cup. Um, so they beat uh, they beat them Drexel, which is a, a very good win, and. Um, Harvard didn't just walk to this title. They had a tough draw. I mean, all the matches going for that whole... Well, let's take a look right here. We could take a look and see. Uh, Trinity beat uh, UVA 6-3 in, in one semi. Um, Trinity beat Yale handily in the first round, 9-love. Nine, nine Harvard played Princeton, and um, Princeton, obviously, um, we gave them a hard time because they only play twice a year, but they, they, they do play They hard were well-rested. Okay? They were well-rested, and they, they, they uh, 6-3. So another not quite as tight. The score lines weren't as tight as the Trinity match, obviously, but still a tight six three. So it's not like Harvard, like in the past years, where they, you know, basically just throw their rackets out on the court and win every match nine. Everything was like nine drop a game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. During during the uh, the Sobe the Sobe sisters and the Kennedy the Kennedy era, Um, (laughs) you know, when they were when their lineup was just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, this is an exciting, uh, like we kind of talked about, this was a completely contested championship. Uh, at, at, at every round, it was close, and, um, you know, credit to Harvard. Well done. Right, right. So yeah, so next and next week we have um we have the uh, the men's. So um uh, let's see if let's see if I could I predict right here and now that UPenn will win the championship over Harvard next Sunday. Oh, so man. no no jinx, no jinx. G Lane, if you're listening, no, I'm not jinxing you. I I really predict that you guys are going to win that match. So there you go. Yeah. Well, that'll be ex- exciting to see. <laughs> so Gilly, Gilly, by the way, reached out to me. He wants to do, and I, I don't know what your availability is, but we've always talked about doing um, a interview with a coach. And we were going to do it like on the way home from the championship and call it, um, you know, uh, on the bus with the coach. Yeah. And uh, he, he wants to do it on the ride up to Trinity. But the, but the breaking news of all of that is, so I was calling it like, you know, uh, from the bus, you know, just nothing too imaginative. And uh, Gilly, g- g- here, here's what Gilly came up with. Obviously, you know, Gilly. I mean, he, Gilly's better than than me at everything, I and mean, he's probably better than you at everything. Um, but he's. I used used to think I was pretty good at tag at taglines and coming up with titles for things. But uh, Gilly's uh, comments from the coach. I like it. I mean, just think about that. He's the coach. He's in a motor coach. I mean, and and he's providing comments. I mean, probably, it really <laughs> he really touches all the bases there. So genius is all I'm saying. Genius. So so shout out shout out to Gilly, Gilly Lane. So if he hasn't already patented that, we are going to patent that on this show. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so, but yeah. So look for looking forward to the men's. All joking aside, uh, that is going to be a coach uh, Colin. Uh, Co- Co- 
<laughs> Coach Collin. Uh, so what about the shout-out to the club championships? Was this? Uh, do, do you know who won? Yeah, wasn't it uh, Brown? Brown University uh, on the men's side. Really? Uh-huh. So do, does Brown University celebrate that, you think? Like, they used no. to be like a pretty prominent varsity program. Did they celebrate no, being the club champions? I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, in the on the women's division, it was brown as well 7-2 so not too tough coming down from you know when you've been derelegated from varsity down to and you still have a lot of great talent there that's not mm-hmm. too surprising but still good yeah. to have this yeah. uh, participating for for growth so a, a, a very active weekend of squash and more uh more college squash to come again with the men's coming up and then followed by the uh the uh individuals at at upenn uh i mean at, at the specter center on the first weekend of march yeah so and the hundredth anniversary year of uh, college squash was celebrated uh, that yesterday was the actual hundredth year. How about that? There you go. So, um, I'm some of the some of the coaches um, <laughs> were born. Then. Some, <laughs> yeah, some of the coaches that I saw saw coaching some of these teams during the women's championship, I believe, still coached back then. Yes, that's the case. Yeah. Still, still fighting, still fighting the loss over the hardball and uh, and and high ho nine. So. Um. Hey, it's a, it can be a tough transition for all of us. <laughs> Speaking of transitions, let's go to the PSA World Tour with the action going on in the U.S. Yes. Bill, you've been following this closely. Yes, very closely. So we, we unfortunately missed last week, which was which, which was a shame because we missed the, the Cleveland Classic, which uh, turned out to be just a, a phenomenal event. Um, and what it did, it, it kind of jumped, you know, Olivia Klein and Gina Kennedy won the event. Um, but we are nothing if not a jingoistic podcast. So we're here to celebrate Olivia Klein. <laughs> so Olivia... Um, you know, at the TOC, she, she she looked really strong, and you could tell. And just hearing uh, coming out of the U.S. camp out of Philadelphia from the uh, from some of the coaches there and some of the trainers there, saying she was putting in some of the hardest work of her career, and it was starting to uh, you know um, pay pay dividends. So she had an incredible tournament. Um, she beat Zena Macaulay in the first round, and then beat uh, Nayla Gillis uh, in in four games. Beating Nayla Gillis is no easy task. And for Olivia Klein, who just turned 30 years of age and, and now is playing the best squash of her life, to beat Nayla Gillis in the second round of that tournament, unseated Olivia Klein, um, playing the fifth-seeded Gillis. And then um, next round, she beat Norel Tayeb. Uh, Norel Tayeb did retire uh, with an injury, but she did beat Norel Tayeb. And then she stopped um, Olivia Fichter, which, who was the number six seed and playing probably some of the best squash of her career, beat her in 41 minutes, 11-8, 11-9, 14-12 to advance to the final, where she lost to Kennedy. Uh, Gina Kennedy beat her in 45 minutes in four tough games. But um, just a, a great, great event for Olivia Klein. And just, you know what, it, it, it's funny. Uh, we, we've been, you and I have been watching Olivia Klein play since she was, what, like an under-13 player? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's been a while. I mean, it's it, it was just it's it's just pretty satisfying when when you uh when you uh when you see something like that and someone you know so well and someone who you really respect. I mean, she is she is one of the most well spoken, one of the smartest players on tour. I mean, she is just she's just a joy to listen to. And when she talks about her squash and breaks down her squash and talks about the uh you know just her thoughts after a match, it's just a pleasure to listen to. It's she really puts a lot of thought into everything she says. She does it doesn't just yammer on like a. Kind of like I'm doing now. She yeah, I was about to say like <laughs> she, she doesn't do that. <laughs> I was I was I was trying to uh, prove a point. Case Olivia, point. if you're looking for uh, co-host opportunities, uh, <laughs> give me a give me a <laughs> shout. Exactly, exactly. So then after uh, after that was the um the at the DAC the DAC Pro Classic, and that's where we saw Olivia Fichter 
um, an 82K tournament, Olivia Fichter uh, turned the tables and beat Gina Kennedy um, in, uh, in 44 minutes. So the biggest win of Olivia Fichter's career, kind of, um, you know, the promise that she showed two years ago by reaching the U S open semifinals. Um, she now wins a big, big, uh, title, uh, puts a big title under her belt. Yeah. She, uh, biggest win to, to, uh, title to date. Uh, and also along that path was, uh, Olivia, uh, the battle of the Olivias in the semifinals, and that was because setting up set up by Olivia Klein beating Joel King, the number one seed in yeah. the quarterfinals. So yeah, yeah. After beating Tinny Tinny Gillis, I mean, yeah. be- beating up on the Gillis sisters, mind you. But yeah, just I mean, again, don't want to take anything away from the winner. Just a great run by Olivia Fichter, who uh, you know. Uh, Sana Ibrahim is no is certainly no pushover, nor is Nada Abbas as much as we make fun of Nada Abbas. Um, she is no pushover. What's either. this we business? <laughs> when I say we, Connor, I mean the podcast makes fun of her. But, okay, all right. You know, when people talk about what 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 did they say, they don't say, "Oh, Bill said this." They said, "Oh, did you hear what they said on the roundup?" Yeah. So. But then she beat Olivia in, in, in a very, very tough semi before beating uh, <laughs> beating Gina Kennedy, who an uh, informed Gina Kennedy in the final. So um, congratulations, Olivia Fichter, just a, a great, great win uh, in Detroit. Um, and we we that that was what I was bumming most about not being able to record last week is to talk about that because it's such a big win. And, you know, we know Olivia very well and she's, a, a, you know, a U.S. player who's again three u.s players i mean two u.s players playing at the top of their game right now is awesome yeah so um then onward we go to um to, to um uh this past week where we had um the other the next olivia klein show so the gainer cup um in cincinnati um again didn't win she uh, ran up against Noron Gohar in the final and gave Noron a very, very tough three games, 45-minute uh, battle, but lost to Noron in the final. But again, Olivia Klein, unseated Olivia Klein, um, again, having to come through a draw of Hannah Motas, who is a very good young player, speaking of Harvard, you know, the former Harvard number one, 52 minutes, five games, beat her 11-8. And then in the second round, uh, a little revenge, beat Olivia Victor. Um you know, Olivia coming off her championship is, you know, um, obviously going to be a little bit tired. But um, Olivia Klein made pretty quick work of her 11-4, 11-7, 11-3 in 27 minutes. And and then beat um, then beat uh, Holly Norton in the uh, quarters and then stopped Gina Kennedy. Gina had to retire. Uh, hopefully she's not too injured and before she ran into Gohart. But just um, awesome to see Olivia Klein make it to two out of three finals and the semi of the other tournament uh, at, after turning the ripe old age of 30. She's going to get a significant ranking bump from this. I mean, really, each when you get the consistency, that's where your ranking really goes up. So excited to see what happens there for her. Yeah, and it's not like she's dropping down and playing satellite events or anything. These are high-level events she's playing. I mean, you're playing Nora and Gohar in a final. Uh, I mean, that's it, it, it's it's almost like like a few months ago we were thinking, you know, is this the end of Olivia's career? You know, is there you know make make room for the new the new group of U.S. players, the Stefanonis and and folks like that? And Olivia Klein's like, uh, no, I am far from done. Um, I, I am a, a renewed, a renewed vigor and uh, a renewed uh, training regimen. I'm supposing um, is is pushing her to uh, to unseen unseen heights for her in the pro game, which is excellent. Yeah. And uh, again, if you if you want to watch, get a little bit inside Olivia's uh, Olivia's sense of humor and her personality uh, on PSA TV. There's a um, 
she, you know, Olivia grew up in New York uh, before moving to Connecticut, uh, and so she she knows New York very well. So she took Holly Norton, the the Canadian, on a tour of New York on one of those um, PSA, you know, a pro shows somebody around their hometown. Tour stops, and, yeah, yeah. It's very good. Olivia is very funny and, uh, and and very engaging in it. So um, uh, this is turning like an Olivia Klein PR tour. This whole show, actually, <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so the other the other events the the latest men's event was the uh, the Canadian Open uh, out in Calgary and uh, we had Joel Macon beating uh, Victor Cruin in the final. Um, so a, a good Joel has kind of fallen off. He hasn't you know he's he was one a pro that we thought was going to uh, you know really step up and maybe reach like Paul Call heights you know because kind of that grinding physical physical player uh, you know better shape than most people and his he, he kind of started losing in the earlier rounds and so i was wondering if whether maybe the physicality had taken a toll on him but uh, a, a really nice win against a pretty solid field out in, out in calgary yeah i mean um beating victor kroon in the finals is uh i'm mean, going 73 minutes that's yeah yeah and that's coming victor it was coming off a, just a brutal draw so victor uh played um uh uh um uh, Miguel Angel Rodriguez in the semis and uh, 85 minutes. And Miguel, Miguel Angel Rodriguez is just a, just a freak of nature. <laughs> doesn't get older, doesn't get tired, but uh, 85 minutes, uh, four-game win for Victor there probably had a little bit to do of him uh, him not being up for the challenge against uh, against uh, against Joel Macon, although he did go 73 minutes, only lost 12-10 in the fourth. Well, that brings us to the action here in D.C. And one of the notes I had talking about the 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 wild card event playing into the the main draw was on the women's side. So it was Caroline Fouts versus Amina Orphy in the in the finals. So Egypt versus U.S. And b- both of these players who are I think fifteen or sixteen around that age are both ranked eighty seven on the PSA World Tour and one hundred and eight at that age. So just yeah, that's that's pretty the, incredible. Yeah, is it is it Orphy the, the Orphy the British the the, jun- the British Open champ or the junior champ? She's both, yeah. She's so both. World Junior Championship, uh, World Junior Champion, and uh, three-time British Junior Champion. So, and, and how old is she? Fifteen? Yeah, she's fifteen. How, how 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 young does she? Does she look like a little kid? I've never seen she, her in person. She does look pretty. I, you know, here, let me let me try and show you a picture if I can. Yeah, if you could. Yeah, no, because I've never seen her before. I read about her all the time. I, I just, it's it's funny to me when you see these gangly, uh, gangly girls, and they have to wear the uh, the eyewear when they play. So it's always funny. Wow, holy cow! Hang on, hang those are two on. young kids. Yeah. Oh my god. There you go. Those that is young. Look holy, how young. Look at her. Look at her glasses. I know. <laughs> that that I is know. gonna be that is gonna be the photo when she's like the world champion like seven years from now. That'll be the show to, the photo that everybody shows like then and now. That's so. That's exactly what I was saying. I was like, we gotta take this picture. Get it. <laughs> that's um, cool. So you you have uh, Victor Cruz, your number one seed in um in in, in DC along with uh, Tanae Gillis. So um should be a fun event. Squash on Fire always puts on a great event in there. I read um, in the paper their restaurant is like one of the um, that's abuts the court is one of the best restaurants in DC now. Yeah, I actually haven't uh, checked it out. I, I knew I've, I used to eat there a lot, obviously when I uh, was working there, and I enjoyed the food. So I know that they enjoy having a great culinary experience there, and it's uh, it's good. So I'm excited to check it out this week. Yeah, it should be fun. I mean, a, a fun for, for fans coming in. It should be a great experience and, and a good uh, on the women's side, anyways. A lot of college squash. Uh, um, representation with uh, Frida Muhammad um, 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 playing from, from Columbia, and then um, Submarium from um, from Cornell, and then obviously uh, 
um, Marina uh, Stefanoni. And uh, uh, although she's not a U.S. CSA player, um, you're having Jana Shahia playing her first pro tournament since graduating from college this past weekend at the, I believe she went to the American School in um, Cairo. Do you want to know how I know that, Connor? You research everything. No, I follow her on Twitter. I randomly yeah. followed her on Twitter, I think because she followed me, so I gave her a follow back. You got to follow Jana Shahia on Twitter. She is she's, she's very prolific on Twitter. She tweets a lot and tweets a lot of dark stuff, like dark thoughts, and every once in a while a happy thought. Her, her thoughts were happy this week because she graduated college, but otherwise a lot of, uh, a lot of deep stuff. Um, I, I wrote one down, one that resonated with me and, and uh, maybe resonates with a, lo- a lot of folks out there. Uh, Jana Shahia tweeted just recently, you can be the whole package, but you may be at the wrong address. Wow. How about that? How about that for depth? So she's coming Bill, to D.C., Connor, so you might want to talk to her. That's all I'm saying. I might want to talk to, yeah, I can relate. So, um, yeah, Bill, I think you're, you're – we need to share more tweets from the couch or, or something like that. <laughs> uh, so – Exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is a pretty bill. This is, I'm I'm not joking. Uh, we got to get some good tweets in there. I mean, so, Jenna, she, 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 I mean, she beat she did beat Sarah Jane Perry in the worst match ever played at the TLC. So that, there's that. There's that. So there's actually a few more uh, CSA players uh, in the or alums as well in the draw. Okay, um, who did I miss? Sabrina Sobe. Um, well, yeah, th- th- yeah. I don't consider her like a CSA player any longer. She's she's been on the tour for like 20 years already. Gee, okay, wow. Um, Siv uh, Sabrimian from Cornell. Did you? Yeah, see, I met, did you I already met, say her? Yeah, you I, said met, her? I already butchered her name. Uh, and then Alvis from UPenn, I think, is playing also, right? Okay. All right. Yeah. So you're doing active. Players. I'm doing more active. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got As opposed it. to, yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, at, at some point, like like Amanda Sobe, when she's like 45, we can't say, oh, yeah, she's CSA player, Amanda Harvard Sobe. Grad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We'll probably cut this part anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm entertained. Uh, okay. uh, hey, Connor. Hey, Connor, just know you can be the whole package, but you just may be at the wrong address. Just remember. I mean, I really like that. I was I been looking too. for new. I've been looking for new tattoo inspirations, and maybe, maybe that's what exactly that's the it. case. So, what is your what is your role in this tournament? Anything, Connor? Uh, at the, well, I we were the host for uh, this past weekend, and then we're. I mean, we just have a really good partnership going on between University Club of DC and Squash on Fire. So. We are supporting their event. We've helped raise some money. We are, uh, um, you know, a sponsor of their event, uh, working with them. So we're going to be bringing over members, and it's just a good time for the community here in D.C. to come together. So looking yeah. looking forward to it. Well, last year, I mean, remember, I remember last year it was like Mohammed El Shrabagi's like return to squash, right? Like when yeah. he was, he seemed like he was going to kind of losing interest, and since he played in that tournament, he's kind of turned his career around, right? Yeah. So after that, we have. Um, uh, the next biggest tournament is Black Ball. And we talked about it, Black Ball uh, stopping. It was a platinum event, uh, full full draws. Um, and since with the um, the downturn of the Egyptian pound, as uh, people now know, CIB, the bank, had to drop out as a sponsor. So they've downgraded it to a gold event, 24 draw. So what that did. But, but, what does that leave room for? That leaves room for a bronze tournament. In Philadelphia, the first starting the first weekend uh, in March. So actually, it starts probably on Thursday night, I believe. We'll have to take a look at the dates. Um, well, I don't want to get this wrong because a good friend of ours, Rich Wade, is uh, is running this event. So let's let's make sure we have this correct. The actual date. You, dates you want the name? Uh, I have I'll, the name. I'll give the name. You look up the dates. You ready? 
No, no, no. It's good no, name. no. Well, well, say it. Say it slowly, so I have time to look up the the actual sure. dates. I would just if this wasn't Rich Wade's tournament, I would probably just make up the dates. But since uh, sure. since it's Rich, I don't want him to like call me tomorrow and say. I mean, you know. literally, this came together um, just in the past couple weeks, so it's yes. pretty exciting. Yeah, really. Which, which really is cool. which is also rare. Uh, the PSA is, has gotten out of this mode because um, um, there's just been more events coming on. But they just really the PSA and the Rich Wade and the local community all work together trying to get this together. A fifty-one so, k bronze event, and it's March second to March sixth. By the way, yeah, the Chestnut Hill Classic presented by Springside Chestnut Hill Academy. I think we should get Chestnut Hill in there a couple more times, possibly. <laughs> Brought to you by Chestnut Hill Academy. Well, do you remember how annoying or challenging? Thank you for the money, though. Um, Yes. The Delaware, the Delaware, the U.S. Open Delaware Investments, the Delaware Investments U.S. Open. You're like Present, okay. presented, presented by exactly. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. Though it's, it's it's a good event, and, and I tell you what, a very very solid draw. Obviously, the dream final would be Olivia versus <laughs> Olivia because Olivia Victor grew up playing at that club, um, mm-hmm. so that that's kind of her. That is her home club, uh, and then obviously with Olivia Klein playing as strong, having those two folks in a final would be incredible. But I was looking at uh, at the. Um, the players uh, in uh, Nayla Gillis is the number one seed, with uh, followed by the two Olivias at two and three. Uh, li- nice to see Olivia Klein get, get seated, so her road won't be as rough. She'll get her first round bye, which will be very helpful. But yeah, some really good players. Hannah Motaz, my one of my favorite uh, new players, best hair, best hair on tour, uh, will also be there. Uh, Daniel Danielle Returno, who I believe is playing squash on fire, also making her mm-hmm. return to the tour after uh, uh, being away, uh, injured, doing some Injury. PSA TV. Yeah, but uh, she 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 had cracked the top twenty, if I'm not mistaken, before she got injured. So um, n- it's nice to see her back. So she'll be playing in that event. But yeah, overall, just a just an awesome event. Um, and that same weekend, so Philadelphia will be the. Uh, the uh, epicenter of the, uh, you know, some may say Cairo with black ball would be the, the, the all eyes on the squash world uh, on Cairo. But no, the Philadelphia area, because we have the CSA individuals, men and women, and the uh, now we have the Chestnut Hill Classic presented by Springside Chestnut Hill Academy. <laughs> uh, try? Although Rich Wade is a very good MC himself, so there's no need for you, Bill. Okay, uh, uh, there, there's talks, Connor. I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, I, I am, I am seeing the. MC. You're in the conversation. I, I'm seeing the uh, the CSA individuals actually. Um, no, so I, I will be, I will be in Philadelphia. So if Rich Wade, if you're listening and you want to bring a little extra something, a little, you know, make make that Chestnut Hill Classic presented by Springside Chestnut Hill Academy 2023. If you want to bring that up to like like a little higher presentation level you know you have my cell you have my cell friends prices and and i will only charge you friends prices so there you go so, that's great uh so and you're doing the csas i am doing the csas so um dave dave pullman uh had asked me to do it last year and for per, i had uh, an emergency come up so i could not do it but uh um looking forward to doing it this year so yeah the, the csa uh, individuals is like a <laughs> it's like a high level psa event anyway so with with the it's level amazing. of play so it should it should be awesome this year uh, again and it's at the uh at the specter center so i'm looking forward to uh to, to doing an event there great so but all well, good so um i think that's a wrap just a few more should we throw out a few more chestnuts or no no i think let's uh well let's get let it. them grow a little bit get it get it huh I get it. Hey, hey, Connor. Before we go, I just and I appreciate you doing this. Cause I know that you were you have been working uh, very hard on the uh, two on the two K event uh, with the the prelude to the uh, squash on fire. So, and you you may not think you're at the right address, but you are the whole package, Connor. So there you go. Oh man. Well, Bill. Thank John, you. Shout out, John Ashia. 
<laughs> oh, tomato ho. If anybody, people are always asking me for a tomato ho update. Um, tomato ho, not in action. Just FYI. It's gotta, it's gotta replant. Yep. All right. All right, Connor. Peace. Yeah. Peace. Thanks for listening to another show on SQR Squash Radio. We really do appreciate you taking the time to listen. And we have a quick ask. In an effort to help us grow, if you have a quick minute, please consider sharing an episode with a friend who might be interested or leaving a rating on any of the platforms you listen to your podcast. It would mean a lot to me and the rest of the team. Thanks so much and have a great day.